0: lot studios where dreams of the waking up naked in school variety come true proudly presents
1: tom hanksgiving right here every tuesday tom hanksgiving come on and press play there's elvis the host with the most yada 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 with a different guest each week they the smart ones each episode's a new movie About Tom Hanks, the man himself, of course, it's time for Tom Hanksgiving. It's the best you can get. It's the rootinest, tootinest podcast on the internet. Tom Hanksgiving.
0: Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanksgiving. I'm your host, Elvis, and today we're talking about Radio Flyer, the 1992 Richard Donner film uh, with also a co- director credit uncredited role with uh, David M. Evans. More on that in a bit. Uh, and uh, today we're talking with Karen Dew. What's
2: up? Karen, how's it yeah. going? <laughs> doing pretty well. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great.
2: We just watched the movie. And
0: uh, yeah. we've been trying to schedule this for a while. You mm-hmm. went to...
2: Uh, yeah, last week we had it scheduled. That was that was my fault. We had it scheduled last week and then um, instead, I last minute, someone was like, hey, I have an extra pass to power Morphicon, do you want to go and I was like yes and then I canceled all my plans
0: <laughs> well then power Morphicon is a power Rangers convention yeah it's, I
2: think I don't think it's annual either I think it's biannual so oh, so it's you a, definitely
0: didn't want to miss it
2: yeah it's a, it's a power power Rangers uh, convention and um, yeah I just got to see not all but basically all of the uh, the power Rangers. Um, well, especially from the original series, which is, uh, yeah, it was kind of crazy. It's yeah. crazy to see that.
0: Uh, yeah. and you're wearing a shirt, in fact, from yeah. the convention. It looks great.
2: I am. So, you guys can't see, but... We'll
0: throw a picture up on one of our social medias Yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, we'll do that. We need to take a photo. <laughs> That'd be great. I I was just thinking about that earlier. Let's do that. All right,
0: writing it down. <laughs> Check that out. Uh, we'll mention where it is in the show notes. Uh, yeah, so, but it was a fun experience. You got to meet yeah. some Power Rangers.
2: It was very cool to, uh, see all these people that, you know, they're basically like superheroes, you know, mm-hmm. um, from your childhood and just to see, uh, these actors in, in person is really kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so
0: you, love the uh, Power Rangers from your childhood. Is that, uh, how you came to, is that when you saw Radio Flyer as well when you were a kid?
2: Actually, no, I think, uh, I think I saw Radio Flyer, I think I was in high school.
0: Okay. Um.
2: It was, you know, one of those movies that played randomly on a Saturday. On this U- feels like
0: a... Yeah. UPN
2: or something like A that. weekend movie. There were probably lots of scenes cut out. Um, oh, yeah. Something. You know, all the ones where uh, they're at the golf course, and they're knocking all the balls in the water, and mm-hmm. they're like, shit. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of good swears in this mo- movie. Yeah.
2: That's but, why it was PG-13. Ah,
0: yeah. that, that's uh, kind of stupid when you right? think about
2: yeah. it. <laughs> they just put it in just for, they just, made a PG-13 just for those scenes from yeah
0: even though they're just cursing in, like 10 years ago that was way worse in like G movies
2: i'm sure i mean i'm sure the content like with the dad or whatever
0: True. Yeah. yeah it does get uh, maybe it does lean in that direction <laughs> uh so so you watched this this is the first time i ever watched it mm-hmm. uh you had seen it in high school and was it when i asked you what movie you want to talk about you were like radio flyer what what about this movie just like Was the reason?
2: I don't... I I don't know. I think uh, I'm definitely a sucker for movies that involve, you know, kids and growing up and, like, coming-of-age stories, um, which this, you know, that's that's what this is. Mm -hmm. And there's something about kids exploring, you know, with basically no limits.
0: Yeah, like no parental supervision kind of left to their own devices. I love those movies, too. Yeah. And actually, this is a brilliant one for you to choose because... Tom Hanks became Tom Hanks when he was an adult, so we're not going to get to see, yeah, you know, a young Tom Hanks do this. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of perfect uh, for that in mind. So this is a movie uh, near and dear to your heart, would you say?
2: I, I guess it's it's just a movie that I've always remembered, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, for some reason I like if a movie makes me cry in my brain, it means good movie well, it, in it, a way it hit you, know? you in a certain yeah. way even
0: sometimes because like i watch movies and uh i get very vulnerable with storytelling and whatnot mm-hmm. and i'll cry even if it's a you know like oh. oh this is totally manipulative but i'll get into it
2: yeah exactly um, it was like this and then like a walk to remember where those these two movies like for <laughs> some reason they just made me cry a lot and that in my brain equals good movie. <laughs>
0: now, I wasn't uh, paying attention to your reaction this time. Was, was there any mm-hmm. tears shed while we were watching? Uh,
2: very close, very close. Very close. I oh, get wow. very self-conscious when I'm watching movies with other people mm-hmm. and I'm on the verge of tears. Like, I will, in that moment, I will I will remember that I'm sitting next to somebody. Right, I think, I
0: think even if it's not a conscious thing for me too, mm-hmm. I'm like a little bit more... I don't wanna say guarded but it's just like I when it's me just watching a movie alone or mm-hmm. in my room or like I go to the theater by myself. Mm-hmm. That's not a weird thing to do by the way. That's totally cool. Adults can go to the movie theater by themselves. It's like
2: my favorite thing. It's to actually do by really myself. cool. It's the best. I pity people who've never tried that. Yeah, I can I don't understand. Also, I mean in like in all honesty, like in general, like I just don't like to be like Bothered while I'm watching a movie, so you know if someone's like talking to me or asking me a question or like eating really loud, I'm just like I no.
0: And there's something about when you go to see a new movie with your friends, it's almost Mm -hmm. like you have to immediately form an opinion and then like yeah, and you're almost like your expectation is it's tampered by their opinion. Like, you don't want to be too much of a bummer if they really liked it, or vice versa.
2: For sure. It's weird. You always have to kind of come to some consensus of like, yes, that was good, or that was bad. And, uh, yeah, it's like you you are uh, affected by the parts that they laugh at, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Although, that's true. Like, I do love seeing a movie with a crowd, because obviously, Mm -hmm. when something's funny, it's way funnier.
2: Yeah, but I have to, like, go in with that mindset of, like, Okay, I'm gonna go see this movie for fun, like (laughs) as opposed
0: to what?
2: (laughs) As opposed to like sometimes if I go to a movie and I know it's like very no, it's not it's not homework. It's never homework. Steven Spielberg's Lincoln. (laughs) If it's ever like just I know it's gonna be like some drama filled indie movie. Like I don't want to see that with my friends. I want to be able to like fully. I guess feel what that's, the movie is. That, yeah, no, that's to, a good point. Uh, without yeah. trying to like, without being like snapped out of it, just knowing that like my friends are sitting next to me or mm-hmm. something like that, you know.
0: Yeah, the, there's something about the full immersion of it just being you. Obviously, you're surrounded by other people, mm-hmm. but you're never gonna engage with them. Yeah. So it's just like.
2: And hopefully they're not assholes sitting, like, right next to you because they have an entire theater. I mean, if it's
0: a packed theater, that's going to happen. I'm just hoping they're not looking at their phones. That's the main one. Oh, yeah,
2: that's the worst. I hate that, too. Um,
0: So we've been talking uh, we had quite a preamble there. But, um, (laughs) yeah, this is a a movie, uh, speaking of the not preparing or preparing for drama, I did not expect this movie to be dealing with such a heavy subject. I didn't really Mm -hmm. know what it was about. And I kept it that way because it was like, "Ooh, here's one we get to talk about. I get to go in fresh." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because this movie, I would compare it to the likes of of ET or uh, Richard Donner's other film, uh, The Goonies, or even uh, the fired director David e., uh, Evan, or David M. Evans who did The Sandlot. Mm-hmm. But the difference is those movies are about a big, fantastic thing happening with a backdrop of like a family drama. Uh, and this movie flips that where it's like the family drama is front and center and it's kind of building in the background, this little like weird, almost supernatural,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: influence. And that I thought was a really interesting choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, to be
2: honest, I, I don't remember too much about, um, E.T. It's
0: a brilliant film. Yeah.
2: Which I, I'm sure I need to watch. Again. No Tom
0: Hanks like, though. That's the downside. Yeah. <laughs> So this movie wins by default.
2: Downside of every movie, there's no Tom Hanks.
0: (laughs) E.T. is kind of like becomes the big flashy metaphor for how we deal with our broken family,
2: Mm -hmm. and
0: uh, this is the same thing. But again, just like I find it so interesting that it's the reverse, and I wonder if Mm -hmm. that's why, because it doesn't feel like this movie is. I've never really heard of it before, so it doesn't seem like it's caught on.
2: It didn't really. I feel like it. Yeah, nobody really talks about it. It kind of is like one of those movies where I remember um, when I first did see it, and I was like, "Oh man, I need to go like find this movie." It wasn't. It was like before you know, like Amazon was huge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "How am I gonna like find this movie to buy?" Like no one's selling it because, yeah, it. it like nobody, I, I had never heard of it until I saw it that yeah. one random Saturday.
0: So this is kind of a lost Hank's treasure in a way. <laughs> uh, sort of like how we uh, millions of episodes ago talked about Punchline. This is kind of like, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a stellar movie in the in like the, the canon. But uh, as for something I've never seen before going in, I I, I really enjoyed it.
2: And also, I mean, Elijah Wood. Elijah
0: Wood is in this movie. Is this his first ever role? Is this before The Good Son?
2: I was just about to say that. Like, yeah. it, he seems like he's around that same age. He's
0: so young. It's crazy.
2: There, that's hilarious. The Good Son. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, to transition into the cast, Elijah Wood. He's in it. He plays uh, Mikey, the young version of Tom Hanks's character, because the whole movie's framed around this uh, this flashback told through. Hanks, who's kind of an unreliable narrator, we'll come to that in a minute. Uh, and so, m- young version of him is played by Elijah Wood. His younger brother is played by Joseph Manzello, who uh, I was excited to see because he's Tim from Jurassic Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and that was that was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you think? What did you think of both of their uh, with the kids? What did you think the of their performance? performances?
2: I mean, there there are some parts where you're like, okay, like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I it's, it's really believe that
0: delivery. Mm, Compare it to uh, either the Sandlot or uh, E.T. or uh, the Goonies, mm-hmm. I feel like this is probably the weakest of them. <laughs> it's not bad, I just think it's there's a lot more difficult subject matter they have to deal mm-hmm. with too, because the tone is a little all over the place.
2: Oh, for sure, yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess I kind of enjoyed that once in a while. Like,
0: oh, it was in. It's kept it very interesting. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you never knew what was gonna happen mm-hmm. next.
2: But yeah, there were some parts where I was just like, um, it'll hop from a scene where they're just like, you, uh, you know, building this this airplane yeah. to like, it, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a complete like horror movie like.
0: <laughs> yeah, with the the abusive dad. Yeah, uh, which. <laughs> Before we jump to him, uh, just to round out the cast, we also have uh, John Hurd, the great John Hurd from uh, The oh, dad yes. from, Home Alone, yeah, from Home Alone, who plays, like, the nicest, most heroic character in the police film. Police
2: officer. But I was always like, is he the only police officer there? Yeah! He doesn't have a partner. Even that scene where the mom, like, runs into the sheriff's office. Lives, Which is, like, like,
0: three steps away
2: from yeah. the house. <laughs> but doesn't happen until, like, the end. Yeah. But, yeah, there's no one else there.
0: Do you is he the only one that you see there?
2: Yeah, I that's what I saw.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, so he's it's a one cop town, <laughs> Nevada, California. We don't know is that I don't know if it's Nevada. a real place.
2: Yeah, I don't know. We should have we researched should
0: that. We didn't. Oh, we also were going to call the uh the hotline, but we'll come to that in a minute.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll do that on we, the
0: air. We. Um but uh so so there's John Hurt. he plays he, he doesn't have a lot to do, but I, I like seeing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely brought that, that warmth, like, we usually where Hank brings in kind of like this patriarchal safe figure. He mm-hmm. wasn't, he wasn't in the flashback, so John Heard did that. Uh, the mom whose name uh, escapes me, her, her name, again? Uh, her name was Lorraine uh, Bracco, Bracco, or, or Braco perhaps. She's been in a couple things, uh, The Sopranos, uh, uh, she was in Bojack Horseman.
2: Good cause.
0: Um, Dr. Janet. And Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Rizzoli, a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, she's Rizzoli! I didn't know that. Good for her. <laughs> I've never seen Rizzoli in Isles. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought she was good in the movie. The only thing I had was it felt like she got more Jersey
2: yeah, as the no, movie went on. I, didn't, I guess I didn't really like think about it until you mentioned it. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I guess like there are some scenes where her accent is just very prominent, and then some of them where you're like,
0: it's it's weird too cuz it was in the in the reverse cuz in the beginning of mm-hmm. the movie I don't remember her having an accent at, at all. all. Yeah. And that's when they would have been in mm-hmm. Jersey. Right. So it's like she's desperately trying to get her roots back or something.
2: Yeah. I think uh that was a weird con- continuity issue right there. Um I wonder did so I mean I wonder did they actually like switch directors in the middle of shooting, or...
0: Does it feel like... Uh, kind of reading about it, it feels like they were unsatisfied. They It was uh, David Evans' script. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the writer on it, mm-hmm. and it was like a big popular script. Everybody wanted to make this movie. He was attached to it. Uh, they didn't like the dailies, so then they brought in Richard Donner to be like, he's our, our ringer. He'll make mm-hmm. it come mm-hmm. through. Uh, does it feel like a movie that f- had two directors?
2: Well, when you brought up... The mom's accent? I was wondering <laughs> if that was, like, you know, if that had anything to do with that.
0: It's interesting, because then, and I, 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 you know, obviously a lot of it's probably shot out of order, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it does kind of feel like the first chunk of the movie, I, again, who knows if they would have shot mm-hmm. it in chronological order, but the first chunk of the movie feels way separate from the rest oh, of it. Oh,
2: yeah, the movie. I mean, you definitely reach this point where it's just, like, dark, just like... But And and also kind of long and, you're, and slow, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I guess... Like,
0: I, 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 halfway through, it was like, oh, yeah, the buffalo scene at the beginning? What the hell was that all about?
2: Yeah, the crying buffalo. Yeah,
0: it's so weird. <laughs> like, I mean, he comes back in the dream sequence, which is also weird. Uh-huh. I, I enjoyed that, uh-huh. but... Uh, but, like, we spent so much time at that Buffalo place, and it's like, what what are we doing here, guys? Why? Because yeah. the movie doesn't really start until the king comes into the picture.
2: I guess, but, you know, the Buffalo is what, you know, tells Mikey that, you know, something's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: because we really needed the Buffalo to do that. I mean, I guess I enjoyed oh, the, the act of kindness that the, the, the owner <laughs> gave to the the mom because he could see that she was struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh I I will say that. My favorite thing about the beginning of the film is that it's a real quick scene where they're all sleeping in the car because they've Mm -hmm. been traveling across town. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, I keep wanting to call the dog Samson. Samson. But uh, Shane, the dog, Mm -hmm. farts. And, like, it's not a fart joke. You don't hear the fart. It's Mm -hmm. just they they smell it. And they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, and they kick him out of the car. That felt so real and funny and, like... (laughs) Like, this is exactly how it would be. It would be suck to be this poor to be stuck in a car with your whole family, but, like, this is kind of how you would make it fun.
2: Mm-hmm. By having know. a farting dog Well, I mean, with that... a human name.
0: It's <laughs> a terrible name for a dog. <laughs>
2: Shane. It should be
0: Samson. The, the turtle should be something else.
2: I, I think that's what makes makes the shift so, like, impactful of, like, in, in terms of, like, tone and mood. Like, the beginning was very, you know, like... Uh, Very innocent, very, like, playful, Mm -hmm. and then...
0: Yeah, even the bad stuff felt playful. mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, like, the mom, of course, like, the first scene is, like, them in a car, like, driving off into wherever, and the mom throwing the ring out the window, which, I'm like, dude, just sell the ring. Yeah, you could get some money. You need it for your
0: kids. Come on.
2: (laughs) You can't pay 75 cents to go to this Buffalo Zoo. (laughs) How you, you affording gas? Sold, yeah, you probably yeah. should have sold that ring. My God, you
0: know, uh, and even just like the introduction to when they arrive and like half the luggage gets knocked off in the yeah, parking structure. Yeah, that was
2: funny. It's, it's
0: funny, but then like, and then just like the aunt, like I guess it's filmed in such a way that it's not, it doesn't feel important because it's really not. It's mm-hmm. like we're here for twelve seconds and then we're into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, it's so many so many things happen so quickly. It felt like what. It felt like we didn't find the focus of the movie for a long time. And, again, I I don't Mm -hmm. think it really came until Adam Baldwin came came to the picture. And uh, (laughs) what what do we think about Adam Baldwin?
2: (laughs) Well, I I mean, I thought it was kind of interesting how they just never really showed his face.
0: That is awesome. That's maybe my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I
2: thought that was great, um, where he was always silhouetted, or you would just see... A side, the side of his face or like the top half or mm-hmm. you would never see his face straight on.
0: Yeah, it felt like the dark version of like all those shows, those really young kid shows where you just see the adult's legs like Muppet mm-hmm. Babies yeah, or something. Yeah. It's like this oh is my the, gosh. the yeah. scariest nanny you've ever seen. <laughs> and I think Adam Baldwin, uh, renowned internet douchebag, is the perfect casting for this seducive yeah. asshole.
2: You... Yeah, you mentioned that, because I know nothing about Adam Baldwin. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, like, not to speak, because, uh, again, I think he's great in this movie, but mm-hmm. just from his public behavior, I guess, he is not uh, he's not my kind of guy. He's not a Hank's kind of guy. Okay. He uh, basically was a figurehead or a leader of the hate campaign, uh, Gamergate, for a while. Do you familiar with this? No. Or was just abusive to this, uh, to mostly targeted one woman, um, and... Uh, doxed her since a living harassment campaign, basically. It was some terrible shit. Just went towards to... one woman. Essentially. Okay. there's, a, You know how the internet's full of trolls? Yeah. This was like, let's point all the trolls at this woman and women like her, because it was supposed to be about games journalism, but it was really just a funnel for misogyny and whatnot. Mm. Uh, I'll give him a shout-out because he was an angel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think he's... Again, separating him from the person. Uh, perfect yeah. casting, though. And he says, he says he'll never play a role like this again. Maybe just getting too much of it in his real life. But, you uh, said that? Yeah, that was in the IMDb trivia. Oh, I
2: didn't um, that.
0: But uh, he, I think he's really great as this uh, alcoholic stepfather. Mm.
2: Some of the parts where it, it was almost cartoonish in a way.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing I kind of had against it. It's like uh-huh. I, I grew up with uh, some alcoholism in the family. I mean, fortunately, it was never like abusive in the like mm-hmm. the physical sense. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's it's never like a cartoon villain bad, which yeah. is kind of. Mm-hmm. In one hand, I think it works because we're really dealing from the perspective of the kids, mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a minute.
2: Absolutely.
0: But yeah, it, it, at a time it felt manipulative, like super. What's the term? Uh, very after-school special.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Like uh, you know, he goes into his garage. He turns on this record player, plays the same song over and over yeah. and over again, As, and like, that becomes like you know the the villain theme song. Like you know,
0: <laughs> how many beers does this guy have a day? Yeah, ninety-two. Like,
2: <laughs> he also never eats.
0: Yeah, uh, and yeah, the problem was he stopped being a like. Even though he's, it's the menace from the kid's point of view. He stopped feeling like a real person. Like again, mm-hmm. every day in the garage, what's he doing mm-hmm. in there?
2: Yeah, just
0: just drinking, chugging
2: down beers, down there, and the...
0: drilling something into something else.
2: Yeah, that's the thing too. What is he doing? in the, what is he building?
0: Yeah, like you could have had something interesting, like where maybe he was building something too, and he takes an interest in those things.
2: Basically, he had no. He didn't do anything ever no, except I... for just go in the garage and drink.
0: And it makes the mom look really bad, like
2: yeah, how she doesn't, and she doesn't notice anything.
0: She doesn't really? notice any. Uh, the the how much beer is in the fridge? That's not, <laughs> that's not hiding. It's in plain sight, and it's obviously mo- changing every day.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, and it, like, I mean, I guess she's well,
2: she's she, working doubles. She's you know?
0: working double. She's hard up for money. She he provides some safety, but it like especially after the first time, it's like, really, you're going to bring him back in. I know it's desperate and it's hard. Uh, but like there wasn't, I guess the thing I needed from him was, uh, or from the movie was enough of a believable quality that she would see good in him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause
0: I, ne- there was never any of that.
2: I guess not, but there was that one line, um, when he comes back and he's like asking for forgiveness, where I think Tom Hanks' narration him talking about how, you know, um when a, you know when two people love each other, I don't remember the exact quote, but something about like when two people love each other sometimes it doesn't really you you can't really explain it. Right, like,
0: right. And and that was the time where he mentioned like uh, I'd never seen a man cry before. Yeah. And his her mom his mom had neither and like hmm. that's a thing where it's like oh this is just a prime example of like how toxic masculinity can be it's oh, like yeah. oh e- e- this guy's totally manipulating you with mm-hmm. pretending to cry it's like you've never seen a dude cry i guess that's why they didn't have pixar movies back then so it was harder
2: <laughs> that is true
0: <laughs> it <laughs> was hard and
2: tom hanks to the rescue tom rest. hanks came
0: in made all the dudes cry <laughs> yeah. now of course now we're all uh, wimps i guess by yeah. masculinity right. standards by <laughs> historical standards but i think we're 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 better more intelligent
2: mm-hmm. emotional
0: creatures um,
2: yeah, they, they quote-unquote said, we were shocked. Yeah, yeah. We were in shock.
0: So I guess, right. and then the time period uh, kind of works with that. And maybe, I guess maybe that's a side that it does count. I just think, fortunately, human beings in general have evolved enough that, like, that wouldn't be enough. But, like, mm. I th- you know, he could have been funny. He could have been, like, had one nice thing that he did yeah, with the boys. Yeah, there was no
2: good quality about yeah. this guy. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, uh, I mean, dude kills the dog or almost does yeah in addition to obviously beating the, the son mm-hmm. which is by worse. the
2: way like that was like a weird scene to me of like they're like eating their lunches and they're like we have stomach aches let's run yes! home
0: what the hell is going on because I was I was like trying to think back They in the movie it lays down that when you're a kid there's seven rules of like the mm-hmm. fantastic kid rules where um, real life doesn't apply or something mm-hmm. like that and uh, the seven are seven animals can talk. Uh, six
2: six blanket force field.
0: So like if you put a, a blanket around you, uh, it's an impenetrable a- force field. For <laughs> oh, um, you can lift anything with a cape.
2: Yeah, uh, as long as you're wearing a cape, you can lift anything. Yes. you're Superman. Uh, what was that bullet finger guns? Oh, if if you hold your ha- hand out with your thumb, uh, your thumb pointing up and your index finger pointing out, then, you know, it's it's a gun. Yeah, That's it'll, it. shoot, a a, it'll shoot a real invisible boat. Im-
0: <laughs> uh and then uh, monsters are real and you can fight them. And then the last one must be. Oh important. wait.
2: No, oh, we right. skipped one. Uh you can jump you can f- basically if you jump off of anything with an umbrella, you'll be fine.
0: Yeah, that'll mm-hmm. that'll cushion any fall from any <laughs> height. Uh, and then the last one is uh you can fly. Yeah. So when that scene happened that you bring it up where they have this weird stomach, I was like, is that one of the seven rules? There's like telepathy in the stomach
2: (laughs) but no no that had nothing that was the scene that i was like this has nothing to do with anything and they i don't know why this was the way that they wrote this you know no this was not the way to bring the kids back home from school to find Shane, you know
0: Shane, dead but not really. Yeah, and which which is what causes them. It instigates them to go to fa- fly that night. Right, but again, there's no reason that like it's such a weird like. Oh, we have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. How do it feels like the writers are like? How do we get them out of here?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: they'll have a stomachache and it'll be a gut feeling. They gotta run right. home.
2: I feel like that entire scene was completely useless. Like the entire movie you mentioned, like. <laughs> this must be summer break because they don't go to school. Yeah. Like, they're, they're never in school. They don't go...
0: And they mention it's summer so they justify it but then right. at the end they're they, all of a sudden in school.
2: Yeah, all of a sudden in school on that day. So they didn't really have to put that in. No. Like, that was the only time that school was ever mentioned and then...
0: I think that that was they needed an excuse for the kids to be away when the dad went oh, after that, Shane. Okay. But they could yeah. have done any... Like, he, they could have finally made friends and hung out with the, yeah. the other kids. Or any
2: other of the other times that they're running around or in train right, tracks. Like. Yeah,
0: or getting the last piece for the radio flyer. Yeah. And then they're like, they could still have that intuition, like, I feel like something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe not make it as extravagant as,
2: oh, oh my God. stomach! <laughs> <laughs> and then they were fine once they got home. and Yeah, and shame. like
0: the, like, it was, I mean, the movie made it as dramatic as possible. Mm-hmm. There's slow motion, there's a heartbeat. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus, they're really, f-. like, this is the most intense mode in the movie, and it's like, there are, other moments in the movie that should feel this intense. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, That one could have been uh, done a little bit better. Yeah,
0: so they they could have had any excuse for the kids to be away and if they really wanted them to be in school at that point, which feels like unnecessary, Mm -hmm. there was no reason they couldn't have just gotten the bad feeling and left at the end of the day. There's enough time in the day before Mm -hmm. mom gets home because she's always at work.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) And that was just a weird, because like, timing, because they, Hanks narrates over it and he says like, he came back early. So I guess the last day he comes back,
1: mm-hmm. beats
0: up the dog. Mom has no idea he's mm-hmm. home. He, mm-hmm. she, he know she knows that he invited her back. Um, but he got off jail early or something, comes yeah. home, uh, gets super drunk, kills the dog essentially. And then the kids are like, we got to like, this is all happening. And the mom has no idea the dad's or the stepdad's even home. What mm-hmm. the f- what the fuck's going on?
2: <laughs> she hasn't been home. <clears throat> That entire time. Yeah. That, that, the, uh, the ending was very, I guess it all played out within like one day, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. That's kind of weird. I think my favorite (laughs) thing about this movie, and again, I can see why I didn't catch on. It's a little meandering in spots. It, (laughs) it sort of sets it up when we start in the Hanks, uh, flash forward scene that, um, this is a movie about keeping your promises, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: which I, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. I don't, Know if I buy that? Yeah. Uh, but it, it it takes such a long time to really find its center and its focus, and it <clears throat> never quite finds it. I I like you know once the king comes in, and by the way, uh, that is Adam Baldwin's character yeah. name. They
2: call him the king.
0: I think his actual name is Jack, but yeah, mm-hmm. he he likes to be called the king. <laughs> so you know this guy's a douchebag. I think what's really interesting is this movie, because it's more about the real stuff, the hard mm-hmm. dramatic stuff. I really like his use of kids' point of view and kids' logic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I think explains away why uh, Adam Baldwin's so cartoonishly evil. Right,
2: and he's just, you can't, yeah, you can't see his face. He's always, it's always, like, really dark, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But uh, going back to uh, your the promise thing, I, I feel like, yeah, that was a little out of place where they felt like they had to, like, bookend it somehow with, like, kind of, like, a message. Whereas, yeah. you know, I don't know if they're... That was really the message of the movie. Cause
0: no, because what's the promise they make?
2: Yeah, even at the end, like... Oh, I guess the promise was, like, never never spending that money, never telling anyone about their secret hiding space.
0: Um, right, and they made a promise to take care of Mom, or at least Elijah Wood did, mm-hmm. young Tom Hanks. Uh, and I think maybe he made a promise to keep Bobby safe? But, like, there was no promise mm-hmm. between the Brothers, really? I guess maybe at the very end, is like, make sure Shane is good.
2: Even the end where where Tom Hanks is promising his his son, um, like, is that where Samson came from? You know, yeah. The pinky promise. It's like,
0: was Samson the name of one that of his makes sons?
2: No sense. I don't think so. I feel like
0: they have the turtle, but we never saw it. That was what I was expecting. Like when yeah. they said that, it's like, oh, we're gonna see Samson. Is he still alive? Is this like a, a green mile ending. Well, no, I,
2: I I that wouldn't make any sense though because technically Bobby flew off. That's true. Groups. Yeah. I I feel like they have a dog, don't they? Like,
0: that's true. I yeah, they have a dog at the beginning. I think. <laughs> Who's Samson? Like, what do the kids know? Sam, unless the one of the kids is named Samson and we just missed it. There's no no one credited as Samson, so I guess they just knew the name. Yeah, I
2: don't, I don't know don't where know. that came
0: from. It it does feel like the. The, uh, the like, it it feels like the movie was supposed to have a wraparound uh, intro, because, I mean, there's enough movie you could have just had it, the flashback, but the ending is a little weird, so you probably want some flash forward or something. Mm-hmm. But it feels like they had no idea what the content was about, what the yeah. movie was about. They
2: try to, like, definitely package it a certain way, but I don't think the message was strong enough. Yeah, the way that they packaged it.
0: Uh, just to go back, I want to touch on a couple. Like, was there anything you really liked about how the movie, the way it was shot and edited, uh, presented the kids' point of view, the kids' logic?
2: I think. I mean, th- I, I I do enjoy. I did enjoy that. I think I enjoy. That's what makes me enjoy, like, more more coming of age films. Like you, it's very, it's very innocent. It's very. You know, it's 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 like you're on a journey with them. You're you're kind of it's a very nostalgic type of feeling.
0: It allows a lot of surprise in the movie because like mm-hmm. the rules can slightly change because it's uh, mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite movies of all time is the Lego Movie, which it's it's basically all told from the point of view of a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the way the logic or the uh, the movie works totally makes sense from that mm-hmm. thing, even mm-hmm. though it's the thing where it's crazy and almost anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And that kind of works with the the language of the film in this movie where. Mm-hmm. They open the shed in the back, and then just a the giant turtle head, yeah. and it's a big puppet. It pops out. <laughs> it's like the puppet from uh, the Neverending Story.
2: Yeah, it was humongous. And then
0: it's like whoa, but then of course uh, it's just the actual a tiny turtle. Yeah,
2: and it happens again with uh, Shane, where they they're they're like in the oh, process yeah. of like sending in whatever um, monster potion mail order thing. They they pull up the blinds, and then it's. It's Bigfoot, it's like a yeah. big It's Bigfoot, but then it's actually just Shane.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, of course, as a kid, you're terrified, and you're like, Bigfoot's going to be out there. You're primed to see it, and, of course, you'll see it even though it's your dog, and you'll realize later. But light. those
2: are the moments that are, like, I think really fun in the, in the movie. Yeah, know? and I
0: feel like the movie, it's like, you wouldn't expect, oh, it's a movie about uh, uh, two kids and two brothers and their abusive father figure. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect it to have, like, that kind of gag, but I think that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's uh, fun to watch. Also, this is a very subtle thing, but I really like how the audio from the movies and television shows they were watching uh, would lead into, like, the music or just the the lines from Frankenstein or whatnot would lead into the events happening in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, it's alive, and then it's all scary, and uh, Adam Baldwin shows up. Mm-hmm. And that makes so much sense because uh, when you're a kid – uh, TV and real life are the same thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to blend. I thought that's <laughs> a really cool choice. Even even what you're saying about how it's it kind of preserves this innocence that sort of excuses the weird tonal shift at the beginning of the movie. It's like
2: everything is di da. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because like, oh, we're mm-hmm. kids. Everything's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until real danger comes, right. which is uh, yeah, the okay. king.
2: Even when like they're like that opening scene when they're in the car, they've eaten what, 18 jars of peanut butter, you're like, that is r- actually really sad. Yeah. But it's funny, like, the way that pre- they presented that, because, the you know, to the kids, they're like, oh, my God, this is, you know, 18 jars of peanut butter. Like, how far has 18 do- yeah. jars of peanut butter got? I love that. And they're a, so excited. like
0: That's such a kid <laughs> thing to measure in amount number of peanut butter jars. <laughs> yeah. And, God, I, I really hope they had stopped in between jars and eaten
2: other things just well, not or crying. at the very
0: least not all continuously like have a break <laughs>
2: yeah
0: because <laughs> oh, I, I was getting sick just watching that scene we haven't really talked about tom hanks the reason oh we're yeah, oh,
2: yeah uh the
0: man doing. himself uh he's he's a small part in this movie not quite oh. as small as uh, a few movies we've done he, this is no simpsons movie this is no the great <laughs> buck howard okay. he's uh he's in the beginning of the end and he's a present throughout with his uh uh, his very Sandlot narration.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think of Tom Hanks?
2: I mean, movie? it's just Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. I feel like <laughs> you know he's just like the dad that you that everyone wishes that they had. You know, it's true.
0: He's the exact opposite of the Adam Baldwin dad. Yes, his exactly. His dad's goofy. He's nice. He's willing to talk to you on mm-hmm. your level, but not be condescending. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: but he could take control. Yeah, if he needed to. But he's there to you know like teach you stuff and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, well, it's tr- very. It's true. <laughs> like
0: this, do- it doesn't feel like a very u- groundbreaking Hanks role because no. it's, it's very much like uh, this is what he does. We're bringing him in to do this thing, and it's like, oh, it, it's it's a good casting because it's like we he's the dad's only in like these two scenes. We need someone that brings in this goodwill because mm-hmm. we don't really have time to earn it. So just p- put in Tom Hanks. It's just <laughs> it's a serviceable Hanks role. He's good. The movie starts. The first shot is literally mm-hmm. him and his big, dopey, sleepy face. Mm-hmm. So I love that, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to love a movie that starts off on Tom Hanks' face. Uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty serviceable. He doesn't really do anything. I think he narrates well. This is another mm-hmm. sign. This is before Woody. But uh, he's got a great voice, which a lot of actors absolutely. who are really good
2: mm-hmm. don't have
0: a great voice. So you think so? Oh, absolutely. So many really strong actors should not be voice actors, but then animated movies still cast they them They anyway. do it anyway. I think the most interesting thing is how he plays the end of the movie, and he says a line. The truth oh, in history mm-hmm. is basically told, uh, it's how you remember it, mm-hmm. this is how the story how I remember mm-hmm. it, which basically says he's an unreliable narrator. And mm-hmm. the movie's already presented to us as, this is how a kid would experience mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck happened to Bobby?
2: I think, well, I think that's... He's
0: dead, they're... right?
2: <laughs> well, I think that's why, like, they... They put in that line. It's it's actually very dark when you think about mm-hmm. it. But it's like it's almost an excuse to not have to explain the end. Yeah. You know? Explain why, but then also like where where did these letters and postcards? Well, go that's from? easily
0: explainable because um, uh, the postcard they already got when they visited the, the the Buffalo place. So they had them, and in fact, mm-hmm. uh, Mikey hands them to Bobby. It's like here, write us letters. Mm-hmm. So he knows these are coming. Mm-hmm. So when his brother dies, he's got to believe that his brother is still alive. So he's oh the one. God. I imagine so he's writing So you just think them. that
2: Tom Hanks is delusional?
0: No, I think he probably he probably knows his brother's dead. Yeah. But when he was a kid, this is how he he dealt with it: is mm-hmm. believing these delusions. And he's not going to tell his kids that. Uh, yeah, I kind of sent my only brother to death. Oh
2: man, I guess now I'm thinking about all this, and it's. It's it's I don't know. It's fucked there's up. Some, there's some weird stuff coming in my head. I'm wondering like, what if what if Bobby actually just died because of the King? I don't so know. there there was no they, radio
0: flyer at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. That, that actually makes because mm. when uh, Sam's or again I did it again mm-hmm. when Shane came back to life, mm-hmm. it felt very much like really. Yeah. But but. That's also what a kid would want to believe. Mm-hmm. So if Shane didn't,
2: maybe that was like the turning point of like, you know, what actually happened was when he when Mikey left and played with all those kids, then
0: Shane, Shane actually beat up Bobby or, or
2: no, the he, King yeah, he be- beat up Bobby. He did beat up Bobby. Oh, but he died. Before.
0: Either way, Bobby's dead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Either died before because dead. because the King killed him, mm-hmm. or he actually. Went off in a plane, and the plane maybe flew for a second, and then... Yeah. Pfft. There's <laughs> yeah. no way. Come on. It's
2: There's no way that the, the kid was never found in the news, mm-hmm. ever, you know?
0: Even if some by some miracle of miracles...
2: What, he just kept flying forever he, the rest like, of his life? Well, he
0: couldn't have kept flying, so he would, he would have had to gone down for...
2: Yeah.
0: For, uh, like, say let's say he somehow intuitively knew how to fly the plane. mm mm-hmm. uh, And... It worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would need to go back for fuel because we saw them fueling. Mm-hmm. He would need to go back down for food, presumably to eventually change. Class. And it wouldn't hold he him for no
2: money to buy food. Yeah, so he would have
0: to stop down somewhere. Yeah. And that kid's—I mean, he's kid not going to get like caught. Five. <laughs> yeah. Granted, it was a different time back then, but yeah. no,
2: no, it was because we were talking about how they can get away with—they pretty much got away with everything. Yeah. From the time they woke up to the you know, time that their mom got home. Like no one was, no supervising. one was supervi- like
0: the King maybe was supposed to, but she knew way by the end of the, before the end of the movie oh, that yeah. he wasn't doing that. These kids were just like out all day. Absolutely. And that would never happen today. Absolutely. Granted, there's like, like Hank says in the flashback or in the voiceover, there's video games and movies we and shit to do way. now. So mm-hmm. of course, why would you want to go outside? Fuck yeah. outside. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Cause like part of me was like, Man, it must have been so boring back
2: then. Yeah, for sure. But And there were, even, even the <laughs> scenes when they were just moving into their new house, mm-hmm. and all the neighbors were out, and like I'm like, that would never happen. Nobody like, cares. No one gives a shit.
0: Those kids had to be, the neighborhood kids had to be so bored, but it's like, yeah. someone new's coming <laughs> into town! I hope they're but, interesting! But
2: you look at movies from like the past, and they're all like that, where, you know, a neighbor's like oh i noticed a new person's moving in i'm gonna bring a like housewarming gift and then we're all gonna like all our kids are gonna play together Did yeah, you ever
0: like, talk to your neighbors i'm
2: like i don't know who my neighbors are yeah like
0: i i kind of know but like <laughs> I, I, I i guess I,
2: growing up i kind of knew but it was just like yeah we, we just said hi and mm-hmm. that was basically it you know while mowing the lawn. Or <laughs> and now
0: we actively avoid our neighbors and pretty much everybody in person or in public. So.
2: Especially LA. You know,
0: oh, yeah. It's the worst. This place sucks. Like, we need to move to Nevada where the neighbors are good, but they don't report the abuse that's obviously yeah, going
2: there's, on. There's one cop.
0: One cop town. That's still <laughs> so funny. Uh, so, yeah, I think Mikey's definitely dead. I think, Or, no, I think no, Bobby's, Bobby's definitely dead. dead. Mikey was the one who wrote the postcards uh-huh. to his mother. And his mom had to be like, oh... He's dead. Like, they oh found the gosh. body.
2: Talking about it now, I'm like, I feel like he he died, like, by the hands of the king, <coughs> and then the rest of the movie was just...
0: That, so that's where you think, you think the king killed him, and then the rest of the movie was uh, just... how Tom Hanks likes to remember it. Yeah. I'm going to go the opposite inter- uh, <laughs> interpretation, where they actually get up on the hill, and okay. he flies, and then he crashes. <laughs> I think that's so much funnier. <laughs> and it's interesting because the, the original ending apparently had uh, Tom Hanks, the wraparound, we come back to them, Tom Hanks take his two kids to uh, the National Air and Space Museum. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a model of the radio flyer that Bobby flew, mm-hmm. uh, like, next to the Wright Brothers planes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, apparently <clears throat> audiences did not like that ending.
0: Well, it's very cute because it's <laughs> like, so it worked? So like, how did... Happened? So it's an alternate version of history then, because we obviously don't have a radio flyer thing outside of the movie. Yeah, so but if, I
2: think I maybe that ending would be more like he flew, he died. This is in a museum now.
0: I wait. I <laughs> I feel like that ending explicitly means that he didn't die. Really? Yeah. Because if if he died, if he crashed, <laughs> then how would they have the radio flyer to put in the museum?
2: Well, why
0: Why would they put the radio in the flyer? It's like a tribute to. <laughs> Death and stupid engineering for kids. I guess so.
2: I don't I, know.
0: But apparently, that was too confusing for our audiences. I don't blame them, but it just becomes this really morbid ending when uh-huh. you go the other way they did. Because it also means that Tom Hanks took his two children, presuming these are his sons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he's just a sociopath
1: <laughs> who could guy. net
0: these kids. Yeah. And he's continuing no, the they cycle call him of abuse. Dad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> didn't they call Adam Baldwin dad yeah. a couple times? I know the mom tried to get that in there. Uh, but he brings them back to the site, the jump site, where his his brother died. That's horrible. Can't believe they didn't shut that place down.
2: I mean, he had to have died, because they have no, they don't talk about Uncle Bobby or anything like that. He's an
0: adult now. Adam Baldwin's gone. He would have been safe to come home, like, Mm -hmm. immediately after (laughs) that, actually.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: So, he's definitely dead. Yeah, he's... It's really sad. That's really
2: sad. Now that I'm thinking about this, it's the
0: most interesting, like forgotten Hanks picture. But maybe that's, that's
2: why it didn't like. No one wanted to like put it yeah. out there because like it it's doesn't really have, morbid. It's
0: super. I think that's why I like it though. Is because it's so. It's it's a flawed movie, and I don't mm-hmm. think it does what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm tickled by the the use of uh, the technique in describing mm-hmm. the uh, the children's point of view and just how really bizarrely morbid it gets both mm-hmm. in the the, the text the, the explicit text with the the abuse and then the subtextual demise of his brother
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> very interesting film uh, it's still your favorite Hanks picture.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it ever was my favorite, but this was definitely one that I really wanted to revisit.
0: Super memorable. Um, uh, and
2: like in full, not the UPN yeah. commercial break, uh, editing out things kind of white, you know,
0: you got to see this, the full, the full, the full intended thing. version. Mm-hmm. Well, even if this is the intended version, who knows? Cause yeah. there's different directors, different mm-hmm. endings. Uh, fascinating study and uh, I thank you for bringing this to the Tom Hanksgiving podcast podcast to our attention I was I'm very <laughs> pleased to have seen this very weird movie
2: yeah no thank you so much for having me absolutely um, I- yeah, no, I'm. I'm just happy that you were able to find a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> which I, I guess isn't that hard nowadays. But no. I remember like trying to look for this thing.
0: It was surprisingly expensive though, so you know yeah, it's rare. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Wait, uh, how much was that? It was
0: the. I bought a lot of Tom Hanks movies uh, specifically for this show and the holiday mm-hmm. we celebrate every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the most expensive one I've ever bought. That's
2: funny. It's really yeah. funny. I'm it's, so glad we'll we to have, do it have one of. Ten copies, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's like, uh, yeah, it was maybe two hundred total made. Yeah. And most of them been destroyed by mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, <laughs> or maybe Adam Baldwin actually. Yeah, that totally makes more Adam sense. Baldwin,
2: yeah.
0: Um, so thanks again for coming on. Thanks mm-hmm. for bringing this movie. Uh, where can people find you in the meantime?
2: Find me in the meantime. Uh, like, are you, am I supposed to plug
0: social plug media? Yeah. Right what do you got?
2: Okay. Uh, you, you got can, an
0: Instagram that they, they will love to follow you there.
2: Yeah. You can check out my Instagram at Karen doofus. Um, it's K A R E N D U F U S.
0: Excellent pun. Yeah. Big fan of that one.
2: My last name is do. So I don't know. I just thought it'd <laughs> be funny to make it doofus. It is. It's good.
0: <laughs> Anyone
2: else? Um, and then you can also, I, 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 um, I shoot and edit. As well, um, a variety of video projects. So you can also check out my website at karenkdu.com.
0: Karenkdu and Karen Doofus. Those links will be in the show notes. Next week we'll be back with Angels and Demons, the first part of our two-part Hanksween special to celebrate the release of Inferno. You can follow me at Elvis Kunesh uh, across all social media platforms. Follow the show at Tom Hanks Pod, or send us an email with your thoughts. On Radio Flyer. Um, Tomhankspod at gmail.com.
2: Oh wait, you know what we forgot to do is call that number. Oh,
0: you're right. Thank God you remembered. We're at the very end of the movie, because again it's kind of a didactic movie, it ends with the credit uh, for, you know, if you're you're in an abusive situation, please call this number. And the number is, is one-eight chi- hundred
2: for a eight child. one
0: for a child. We want to see if it's a defunct number, because it's like the end of a theatrical film. Yeah. So we want to see if it still exists. This
2: is just, maybe just a really long PSA.
0: That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> and, and it kind of felt like it was a big branded video, because it's like yeah. Radio, Flyers, Radio Flyer is an actual company.
2: There was Dairy Queen.
0: I can't imagine that the, with the implications, Radio Flyer was happy about what's happened with uh, yeah, the movie. You have
1: reached the Child National Child Abuse Hotline.
0: <gasps> oh, my God, it still works. If
1: this is a life-threatening
0: emergency, oh you can call
1: 911. Calls may be monitored for quality assurance. Please listen to all options before making a selection. Wow. If you would like to speak with a crisis counselor, please press 1. If you would like to make a donation, press 2. For volunteer opportunities, please press 3. To learn more about child health,
0: You can also visit our website at childhealth.org. Wow, that you know it still
1: works.
2: It
0: still works, and that you know that (laughs) I, I, we kind of already wrapped up our summation of the movie, but real quick, that kind of makes it all worthwhile. Like Mm -hmm. when you think about it, this is a movie that kids probably needed back then. There wasn't Mm -hmm. like an avenue for to explore what happens if uh, a parent figure is abusive mm-hmm. and this is a good outlet for them and I'm that's very, I'm that's thrilled amazing. that the 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 hotline still exists
2: mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been like switched around and bought bought yeah. many times. but yeah that's that's really cool that's cool that it's still functioning
0: bravo
1: mm-hmm. Hollywood very
0: bravo cool. that's it for this week thanks for listening
1: Tom Hanks we fell in love with you Tom Hanks just like so many do deeply Because you made a smile And you're great on screen style So that's why we give thanks Cause you've got a friend in time